Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Delano Soporu, founder and financial advisor at New Street Advisors Group. And it's been a hectic past couple of weeks. Um, myself, I actually was sick. I came down with a cold for a couple of days, laying in bed, watching Dexter. Um, and, you know, obviously you had the coronavirus kind of epidemic that's been going on. Uh, you have it across different industries. You're seeing it across travel. You're seeing it across the stock market, how it's affecting the markets. And I think I thought it was, you know, a good opportunity to talk about how you handle um, something that comes across that wasn't exactly planned for or expected. We knew there would be a market pullback at some point. Um, So it's making sure that you have, you know, a solid plan in place. I thought it would be, you know, a good thing to talk about what you do in those certain situations. Uh, so, you know, when I'm dealing with clients, I make sure that one, we have a balanced portfolio. And two, you know, when you're working with clients and something of this nature has come about, come about whether it's, you know, the market's kind of pulling back or a correction, you should make sure if you are someone that's investing, you should make sure that you're not doing anything in a panic mode. So I want to repeat that. You do not do anything in a panic mode. And so the reason why you would not panic is if you already have a plan set in place. So going back to me being sick this past weekend, when I was sick, I could have panicked, been fearful. But no, I went back to my sturdy tips that my mother taught me on what to do when you're sick. Get yourself Sudafed. Get rest. Get hydration. Um, and make sure that you go back to the sturdy foundation and plans that you are well aware of when you get sick. The same thing you do with investing. If you're working with an advisor, if you're people that are working with me, my clients across the nation, we have balanced portfolios. We stuck to our plan. There was no panic. I was, I did a good job and I really loved, I love talking to and checking in with my clients to make sure that they, you know, are aware of what's going on in the markets and understanding of our long-term plan. But there's nothing worse than, you know, if you're not, if you're someone that didn't have a plan in these situations, panicking and, you know, panic selling or, you know, making moves um, that are reactive, that are probably not the moves that you want to make, especially when you're in an emotional situation. So this is a perfect plan time to kind of take assessment and make sure that you feel comfortable with the back test of your investment plan for your retirement your other investment portfolios that's a a very very important because we saw the last week there is volatility i was speaking to the uno students a couple weeks ago and i knew the volatility was coming i that was my prediction um and i've told clients that volatility will persist for a bit and that's kind of what i see but i do believe you will have bottom at some point and recover and so uh, it's really important and so people that I work with they have a long-term plan in place and we do not work based on panic based on you know emotion 
we work, stay disciplined to our plan, and we keep a balanced portfolio. I've told clients that I wanted to keep a balanced portfolio for them, and that's how I set up you know, my client's portfolio, is to be balanced in situations of this nature. And just to reassure people, at the end of the day, people want to know that it's not the end of the world when something like this happens. It's The media will do a good job pumping stories and getting everyone to freak out. There is stock in, you know, taking concern of your health, washing your hands, but there's no reason for us at this point to freak out and believe the end of the world is here. We just want to stick to our plan and stay disciplined. Um, And so reassurance is the big thing that I'm practicing with my clients over these next few weeks. And and everyone has kind of been in good spirits because we have a solid plan in place. And if you're someone out there that doesn't have a plan for your investments or you're not working with an advisor that has a solid plan for you, feel free to reach out to me via email, Instagram, and I'd welcome a free consultation to help you get back on board. Another thing that people don't think about during this time, if you're someone that has a higher risk tolerance, you may be thinking about buying stocks in this time. You see it as the market correction is a good opportunity to put dry powder, to put cash to work and buy at these possibly discounted valuations. And I do have a couple of clients in my wheelhouse that saw this as an opportunity and we put you know, dry powder to work in certain areas. And I really, really, you know, if you're a client out there, I really appreciate just working with great minds. Um, it's been a blessing over these past four months of working with some of the most ambitious people across the nation that understand a long-term investment plan for their future. But again, if you have cash on the sidelines and you're someone with a higher risk tolerance and you believe that this is an opportunity to buy, that's not, that's not a bad thing. If you have a higher risk tolerance, these have to buy, just understand the risks that go with that. We don't know when the bottom is. I believe there'll be more volatility over the next few weeks this month per or month. And so that's something to be aware of and work out with your advisor. But with the coronavirus epidemic over the last couple of weeks, I thought it would be important to talk about having a plan and not freaking out during these type of situations. But it's something that's going to unfold over the next few weeks and months. And it'll be really, really um, interesting and to be watching. But I'm very happy to work with clients that um, have a solid plan in place. And again, if you're someone that doesn't and wanted to learn more about that, I open talking to to you um, and having that consultation. And please reach out to me with questions or any of these topics that I speak about. I welcome questions, comments, um, and again, through email, Instagram, DM as well. Have another exciting couple of weeks coming up. I will be speaking at a business seminar in New York, March 15th. This will be in Brooklyn. So if you're around March 15th, Sunday, 12 p.m. in Brooklyn, try to attend. The link to attend is in my bio. I also have it on all my other social medias, but my Instagram bio, there is a link to attend. It would be a great experience to hear from other entrepreneurs and, and career folks. And we're really just going to be talking about 
building businesses and how to keep your practice going well. For myself, I'll be talking about the financial advising portion of that and what comes with building a business on the financial advising side. So I really encourage people to go and check that out if that's something that, that would interest them. For this week's interview, we have a good friend, wonderful person, Kara Shaw, joining. And she has a lot of things um, going for her. She's doing a great job as a physical therapist and also founder and runs a nonprofit, Movement to Be, which the mission of Movement to Be is to really increase movement um, awareness of your body for a young, um, call it kids, teens, and they run programs. And Kara has, you know, run programs across New York City, across the, the nation, I would presume, where she's helping. She has a program, after school program mostly, helping kids learn about movement, learn about their body, get staying active. It's a really great program um, for someone like me that loved playing sports all my life. I wish there was a movement to be around when I was um, growing up. I don't, there, was, there wasn't anyone in my, in not my area in Minnesota, but Kara is trying to bring that mission. Kara is trying to bring that mission across the nation with movement to be her nonprofit. Um, you can find their website um, and, and their, her socials, but if you want to donate and be a part of helping uh, movement to be, uh, that would be a wonderful thing. She's always, you know, welcoming, talking to about her mission to people that are interested. Um, so she has a lot to say in this interview about it, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Everybody, welcome back. We have Kara Shaw with us, and she's going to tell us a little bit about what she's up to. She's a physical therapist that has her own practice and does a great job for clients. She also has a nonprofit, which I'm also helping her out with, and I think it's great. She started this with a great initiative. Um, it's something that she's really proud of, and I'd love to tell her to tell us about it. But Kara, thank you for joining. Yes, thank you for having me. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about your background, where you're from, what you're up to. I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah. Well, as you said, I'm a physical therapist. I um, didn't actually be a therapist at first. <laughs> so that's kind of where to start because um, when I came out of college, my undergrad, I originally thought I wanted to go to medical school. And then I was like, what am I doing? I don't think I want to do that. And I was actually a communication major. So I got a year or so of experience working in the nonprofit realm mm -hmm. before I decided, okay, maybe I did all those prerequisites for medical school for a reason. So then I decided mm -hmm. to go to PT school. And um, I always knew one day I would combine those efforts. But throughout PT school, I also was someone who was always involved in sports and pretty athletic and loved fitness. So I always tried to combine fitness and physical therapy. Mm. Um, and that led me to more of a sports realm of physical okay. therapy. And I was afforded some really cool opportunities to work in some pretty active clinics I always did outpatient um so you would see the weekend warriors and people yeah. who had skiing accidents everybody who was pretty active and work with pro athletes in Arizona training during their off season okay and so from there um of course you learn a lot you grow a lot you get really amazing experience I worked with primarily NFL football well NFL football obviously yeah. um baseball hockey um, and then your typical kind of college athletes 
yeah. uh, anywhere from soccer to volleyball to softball. So got a lot of sport experience. And in that experience, I, I um, learned under a lot of really, really smart people mm-hmm. and just realized, gosh, people really don't know much about their body. <laughs> Even at the professional level, um, we've kind of all been taught just to push weight or uh, play your sport because you're good at this and you're fast. So run as fast as you can. And mm-hmm. people aren't really taught some of the mechanics and in the PT realm, how to maintain your body. Yeah. And so from there, that's how Movement to Be came about, just because getting to the really root cause and issues is kind of education. Yeah. So I always say, just like some dentist somewhere said, hey, if you brush your teeth twice a day, you're less likely to get cavities. Mm-hmm. We at Movement to Be say, hey, if you're doing two things for your body every day, at least, and you understand some of the principles of movement, then gosh, maybe we'll have a healthier generation or a healthier world, you know, who's moving well, who understands their body, who takes the time to take care of it. Because the reality is we only get one. Yeah. Before you even get to Movement to Be, which is your nonprofit, um, obviously you you talked about how you worked with some really cool people in the past and different places you've been in. Then you currently, you are a sole proprietor and you have your own uh, physical therapy practice, correct? Yes. Yeah. Sorry. I'm skipping ahead because obviously Movement to Be is a passion project, but yeah. Uh, so we're to professional athletes individually. And then from there, it just, I, I would say, gosh, I kind of lucked into being able to start my own thing. Yeah. Uh, it started obviously in New York city. It's kind of unique because you can take public transportation places and you can stay in one little neighborhood and kind of see quite a few people because when there's 1 million people on one block, you know, your chances of having clients there are pretty good. So um, just via word of mouth, I was able to start building some clients. So I would treat one and they would get good results and then they'd tell someone else. And eventually more and more people started telling each other and I developed somewhat of a full schedule. And so now I keep active by running around the city and seeing clients, <laughs> uh, which always somehow works out really well yeah. to um, schedule people accordingly and not burn myself out. But then, um, yeah, it also gives me the flexibility to work with movement to be. So yeah. it's, it's pretty cool. And yeah, if anyone out there is a physical therapist listening, um, I always encourage other physical therapists that it is possible you, if you really hone in on your skills, I know I'm also a cash-based fee-for-service, yeah. so that's also nice not to have to deal with insurance yeah. and helps more on the business end to just develop um, more of a cash-based business. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's that's wonderful. And then I didn't want to throw in one kind of personal finance question because um, yeah. talk about it as much as you feel fit, but as you see fit. Mm-hmm. But I know when we connected, you talked about how you know. You had started kind of early with like saving right out of college. You kind of started, you know, doing retirement planning early. Talk to me about that process for you is, you know, how you decided to like, hey, this is something that's important to me. I want to start early uh, when it comes to my saving, my investing, my long-term plan. Yeah, definitely. Um, Well, my family, this is probably based out of fear, maybe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) My family was never very good with money. It was always kind of one of those things that, gosh, we never had enough for this. You know, dad was always complaining about, well, how much is that going to cost? <laughs> um, 
which I'm sure many families have experienced yes. uh, when you're in a big family, um, which my family isn't that big, but still. Uh, then really, I thankfully, uh, I'd say I really became real to me when I was, I was in a sorority in college. Mm. Um, my, I believe my junior year, someone came and talked to us about finances and really how to take advantage. And at our age that even though we, we had no money, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they were like, as soon as you start making money, did you know that you could become a millionaire by the time you retire? Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hey, that sounds great. If I've been a millionaire. Okay. How many people can say they've done that? And so I just always got that seed planted in my head that, Hey, I, yeah, I, I want to do that. That sounds simple enough. He's saying like, Hey, if I do $200 a month, this can grow in this way. And they even kind of laid it out as, Hey, if you do a big amount when you're younger and then say you need to stop because you have some kids and things like that. And you only give $50 a month, you know, as long as it's something it grows exponentially and just kind of made it very visual with graphs and um, just explain that, look, it's possible. You just have to make it a priority. And so unfortunately, I actually didn't get to start until after PT school, because I really didn't have any money. (laughs) But even then, I was 25, 26 or so. And right away, I was like, okay, I got my first job. I'm going out there. I'm working life. I'm going to make this a priority. And I just ever since, I mean, now now I'm in my 30s and so it's like oh okay somebody was right about something I mean I I at least have that cushion and something to kind of watch slowly but surely grow yeah no that's what I admire about you is you know being diligent I talk to a lot of people of different age ranges even you know clients that are in their 60s but the young clients sometimes don't see the benefit of starting early and like it's a good example that you just laid out of you know you don't see it right now, but five, 10 years down the road, it's going to make a lot more sense to you uh, when you yeah. start early with retirement saving and with planning and being diligent. So definitely applaud you for that. Um, now your favorite, favorite subject, uh, which is also starting to be my favorite subject, movement to be, <laughs> what is going on with, so movement to be for people, uh, follow on social, follow it on um, Instagram, Facebook, social movement to, to be is, is Kara's nonprofit organization which dives into youth and you know movement and she'll talk a little bit more about what the what the background of movement to be is and why she started it but i'd love to hear from you you know why you started movement to be what is movement to be so that people can kind of understand uh what your initiative is yeah definitely and like i said i got way ahead of the game earlier (laughs) but um yeah, Movement to Be is a nonprofit organization where our mission is to change communities through movement and mentorship. Uh, we envision a world that can move confidently through life. Kind of some of the things that I briefed on a little bit before of just, man, if people understand their body a little bit more and they understand some key concepts, such as what is strength, mm-hmm. what is mobility, what is balance, what is coordination? A lot of people have a very generalized idea. Mm-hmm. But no one really knows the specific. And how do you work on those sorts of things? What is, what is, how does that apply to my life? You know, mm-hmm. and how does that even apply to my sport? Obviously, we're working more with kids. And so we have to make it relatable. And so we make it relatable on the grand scheme of 
how do you use balance every day? And then how do you use balance in your sports and all these different activities? So the goal and mission is really to just uh, make these kids understand these concepts, but they're all put in fun game formats. So they learn what the concept is and then we relate it in some fun game or activity. Mm. And we're the whole time we're objectifying our data because we really want to see that the program is effective. We're doing some pre-testing and post-testing in all those areas and, and seeing like, okay, one, are they getting it cognitively? And two, are they getting it physically by making the move and practice some of these things? So it's been um, a really fun and cool endeavor. I know if there are other entrepreneurs out there, uh, I encourage everyone to keep your eyes on a goal, mm-hmm. a prize, mm-hmm. um, and just be okay with taking it one step at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, you look back and you go, whoa. <laughs> and I know people ask me like, oh, how did you know how to do that? How did you know how to do that? And I was like, you know, I... I'm not sure, but I just knew it was the next step. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. And same thing kind of even with financial advising. I, uh, to kind of go back on the topic, I actually was inspired by an athlete who said, wait, don't you have a goal for retirement? <laughs> like, I know I want to retire with this much in the bank. Mm. And I was like, oh, wow. Hmm. I mean, I knew that I wanted to at least have a million, but yes, you should always start out with a goal. Yeah. Keep that goal in mind, but then take the next step. Yeah. It's a, you know, yeah. That's, that's right in front of you. Just focus there, be present, and realize, okay, to get there, I probably have to do this first. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> yeah. that's a really good point, so, like you you mentioned, yeah. because I, even myself, I love to, like, try to get everything done at once and, like, try to, like, I, it's funny, I learn a lot from you because every time, like, hey, let's have a meeting, I'm, like, throwing all these different times out there, like, you're, like, very, like, processing, like, hey, wait, let me look at what I have, let me go back to my calendar, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, then you go back, but I'm, like, boom, boom, I just want to, like, get things done, but you're right, like, to get things done effectively, especially for entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. when we could be literally doing a million things at once, uh, you have totally. two organizations that you're running, obviously, so it's, like, we need to really slow down sometimes, and, you know, take, take a step back, and that helps you with your creativity, helps open up your mind, uh, so that's a very, very good point. So I don't think you yeah. mentioned, what's the vision uh, for um, MTV movement to be going forward next five years? Mm-hmm. Um, I know you've built out some of the programs that you work with and want to build out further. What is kind of the vision yeah. for the next five, 10 years? Yeah, well, right now we are based in New York City and we are primarily working with after school organizations in Harlem. And so we're looking now to create some partnerships with different health organizations, fitness facilities, uh, people who have the same vision and goal and realize the importance of, hey, our kids of this generation need to move well, to be one, confident, two, effective people in society. I know there's a lot of statistics too about inactivity right now especially because of technology unfortunately while it's a good thing it's also a bad thing in the same token Mm -hmm. and so we're really trying to combat that so when people understand that concept we're looking for partners like that who are really understanding that wow you know it's kids need to learn how to code but they also need to learn how to move (laughs) you know um so So our vision then is to really create those partnerships within this year for 2020 
so that we can have our, a greater impact. So I'd say that's the goal for just this year solely. In the future, big picture, we really want to um, provide as many people the resources as we can. All our curriculum was developed by physical therapists and strength and conditioning coaches. So it has a scientific basis. It just is hidden in games and different um, fun activities for the kids. So they'll enjoy it, but it all has a purpose. And so we really want to be a resource to other people, say in rural communities. I mean, I know, I think you're from Minnesota. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Minnesota is one real, real state. <laughs> Totally. I know growing up in the Midwest, like we just had so-and-so's dad who was our soccer coach, you know, who doesn't necessarily, not to belittle any of them, but they might not have the resources that they need to really help youth to develop well, to move well, to not be getting injured, to really train well. So we hope to provide our resources more digitally uh, and, and serve as a mentorship organization still running our programs um, and expanding the relationships that we currently have with some of the organizations we're working with, yeah. but also then providing platforms that people can go through modules, but also train with us. So we're walking with them hand in hand. It may not be in person, but we really feel like we want to get to some of those communities. And thankfully that's another thing, you know, technology is helpful in that area. Mm -hmm. So that's what we really want to use as more of our platform to keep expanding and, and getting the word out there that movement is fun and it's important and you need to move to be who you want to be. Yeah, no, that's, that's <laughs> very true. Um, so then how would uh, people get involved? So tell people one, how to like find you on social, how to get involved Is there ways mm -hmm. with these organizations, there's gotta be ways for us to be able to donate if we believe in the cause. And, and I think this is yeah. something a cause that a lot of people will be behind. So how can people get Definitely. involved? Definitely. Well, we love individual donors. <laughs> um, and we make it easy to donate. So obviously we're on all the major socials. So Instagram, it's at movement, the M-O-V-E-M-E-N-T, the number two. And then BE, um, so as in body education. Uh, and on Facebook, it's the same. Um, our website is that name, www.movementtobeitis.com. Uh, but there you can go and there's a donation page um, where we ask people to consider sponsoring a youth or sponsoring a site. So there's different levels that you can sponsor. Um, we also, right now we are in the process of always recruiting for uh, spring. We have a spring part A, a spring part B, and spring part B starts in middle, mid, mid-April. Yeah. So uh, right now, because we are more focused on still being local, we do um, ask the people be in New York if they would like to start uh, or apply for their organization to have Movement to Be There. But we have a place on the website as well that you can apply to have us. Um, if, if, if for some reason you can't find that, you can always email us at movement to be at gmail.com. Um, and same thing as far as really we're staffed by personal trainers and some physical therapists. And so the only requirement we have of people who are running programs is that they have a certification in personal training. Mm. Uh, and so, and obviously anything else, if they're an athletic trainer or a physical therapist, mm. that's just icing on the cake. 
Um, but we go, we take them through a training. So if anyone wants to get involved in that aspect, we, there's also a place on the website to do that. But again, you can always email. And then we're always, always, always wanting to just get the word out. So anyone who can like us, follow us, that's going to help us to really expand mm-hmm. at this time. And I guarantee you, we have a lot of things in the pipeline. So by the end of this year, uh, we hope to be out into more communities. So if you have questions about your community and you think that you want to get movement to be started there, uh, that's something we are looking at within the um, fall of 2020. Wow. So more like um, September of this year. Awesome. So definitely shoot us an email, follow us, like us. Uh, we'll put you on our newsletter. And we'll keep you up to date about things that are happening. Awesome. Well, that's that's wonderful. I am fully behind your initiative, and obviously, I'm happy to be you know kind of helping out with what Movement to Be is doing. And I'm you know you're doing a great job in leading this organization and what you have going forward yeah. for the future. So, one, thank you for you know joining in, as, answered a few questions, stopping in and answering a few questions for us. Um, hopefully, people are one going to follow up and, and really find time to check out Movement to Be because I think it's a great initiative, but we want to thank you for coming in and talking about yourself and Movement to Be, but I hope um, all these things kind of go well in 2020, but thank you for your time. Thank you. And one quick other add-on is since this is about financial help, obviously, if you donate to Movement to Be, it is a tax write-off, which I'll let you, you can touch on that. I can ask you the questions about how beneficial that is. No, that is... A fair point to add, people. A fair (laughs) point to add. But thank you again, Carol. We are glad to have you uh, join. So really appreciate your time. And we'll be hopefully talking to you very soon. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Bye-bye.